The trick is you palm it. Yeah, it always gives me a better feel too. I get those weird bruises like between my hoo-ha. I like to do. I, I like, I like my... to do the uh, stranger. And when you sit on it and fall asleep. Yes. Yeah, I always get freaked out though, and then slap myself. Welcome to the Heavy Metal Over Six Pack Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Well then. <laughs> Cheers. I need a minute. <laughs> Sounds like my love life. You need a minute. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> Takes you a minute. That's great. Super. Kudos to you, friend. With that being said, let's do this. Heavy metal headlines. We have an update. We do have an update. We have an update. We talked about this last episode, we I believe. Did. Um, the band Flaw. That has that plagiarism. No one's going to correct me? That's fine. Plagiarism. Plagiarism. Plagasm. Come on now. Plagiarism. That was once. Uh, so the uh, the floor guitarist has been fired from said band. Ooh. And this article from Metal Sucks, uh, quote unquote, gives lamest excuse ever for plagiarism. So, I'll kind of... It's actually really long, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. (laughs) The longest, lamest excuse for (laughs) plagiarism ever. He put more effort into his response about plagiarism than he did into his own music. Yeah, pretty much. And it's still lame. No, no, this is like that thing. I had this boss once. Like, anytime he fired somebody of, like, significance, importance to the company, he would sit you down for, like, a two-hour exit interview, and at the end of the two-hour exit interview, he'd be like, oh, by the way, we're going to move on. You don't work here anymore. It's like, that's the most obnoxious thing I've ever heard. Like, why would I want to sit there for two hours and get fired? Going to make me earn right. that $10 an hour for the next two hours. <laughs> yeah. Damn right I fucking cleaned it. <laughs> uh, so I'll just read verbatim the first, like, paragraph and a half just so you have a general idea of what he said. So, I have been writing and recording music for over 15 years. I, like many other musicians, look to YouTube for inspiration and creative ways to challenge myself and learn more. Over the years, I have listened to and re-recorded hundreds and hundreds of songs online. I also have hundreds and hundreds of songs recorded on my studio computer, which have been compiled over the last 10 or so years. Some of them mine, some of them taken from other inspiration. Paragraph. Next. I regretfully did not <laughs> label and differentiate, differentiate. the music. Whatever. Oh. Music I wrote and recorded from a blank slate versus the inspiration I found and re-recorded as I was trying to further myself. This guy's a dinkle. As I was going through hours and hours of previously recorded material to present to Chris for the new album, clearly a specific style in my catalog stuck out to me. These are things I re-recorded years ago and did not label where they actually came from. Which, there's your first mistake. You should probably be like, oh, this is someone else's. 
Probably shouldn't write mine on it. <laughs> okay, that was the worst. So, so far, that's like a paragraph and a half of the worst apology I've ever heard. That's what I mean. It's exactly. okay. so, so, like, I heard this from somebody, and I'm like, eh. All right, but this is it. Here we go. This is where I went terribly wrong. I took the tracks I re-recorded, not knowing their true original source, and presented them to Chris, which in turn he worked tirelessly <clears throat> to write and record original lyrics and vocals too. He entrusted me with something that I thought I was going to truly impress him with, and I let him down. I take full and all responsibility for the accusations and bad press that has been flooding social media recently. <laughs> None of the other band members had any knowledge or reason to believe these songs are written by anyone else. They are free and clear of any responsibility or wrongdoing. Ugh. So there Good you go. Grief. So... Charlie Brown. I, I don't know how I feel about those statements. I, uh... So I heard the song this one time. I decided to recreate the song in my own riff. But by creating the song in my own riff, I decided to use the exact same riff, the exact same order, with the exact same timing, and submit it to my band so they can make original music out of it. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because... So this article actually breaks it down a little bit to kind of explain everything. So the first one starts off... Who learns and re-records entire songs written by right. random YouTubers? Why? Right. Dude, that's like really good, man. We should stay we should take that. Nobody would ever notice. I feel like he's trying to paint a much more vivid picture than what actually happened. Like, I okay. He's had enough time Any, to figure it out. So. Anybody who's ever written songs, well, okay. I'm not gonna say anybody, but uh, in my experience in writing songs and music. If something sounds familiar, or even slightly like <laughs> something else, <laughs> I will literally scrap it and start over. Like, you know what your sound sounds like versus what other people's sounds like. Like, it's, it's, there's only so many chords on a guitar, there's only so many strings and so on. Yeah, I get it. But, was this the third, the third or fourth song that was like a direct rip? It's just, it's just straight up laziness. It's like... I feel like it was somebody who was trying to get away with taking the easy route, and then Pretty they much. got ousted, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I didn't, uh, I'm going to save pace and say I didn't mean to do that, totally. Uh, I just, I record a couple, I record a couple hundred songs from random people every day. Like, what? It doesn't make sense. Like, none of this, like, at least just bite, the, if you're going to bite the bullet, like, bite it head on. You know what I mean? Be like, hey, right. man, like, yeah, I did this. Like, let's move on. You know, I promise I won't do it again. I'll respect you at that point, but if you're going to be like, yeah, this is kind of my fault and I'm leaving, but it was innocent. I didn't mean to do it that way, even though I took verbatim what they were recording and put it on my track. That that doesn't... That's yeah. deflecting. That is not... That, that is not taking... So literally. That is not taking ownership of what you did. So like, what, did it, what did exactly do they do with the new album now? Right. Well, so now they're gonna whatever uh, they, sales and stuff happen. Do they cut them into the royalties, like whatever the original to. the original art? I mean, now that it's like all well, so like, this was all record. Like this was this is where done. like this is finished. Yeah, this is where the the label legal teams and the individuals <clears throat> uh, who created the riffs get involved. Um, they're gonna have to have the proper the proper legal representation and everything to go through it and then prove that they had the riff before or so on and so forth but um so either way it doesn't look good for them or the li this looks like so i'm actually reading the uh the, the um the statement from uh i believe this is the vocalist 
and I'll just read this this one verbatim like real quick it's like I cannot and will not tolerate unauthorized use of any artist material whatsoever no matter the excuse yep. the integrity of flaw in every project I've ever worked on is extremely important and I cannot accept any form of plagiarism or misuse of other people's materials I, um, I have worked too hard and sacrificed too much for the past 20 years to let anyone ruin that so I go back what happens to the new album yeah right, <laughs> like, right. what do you hey, are we just striking striking this from the record like I object. Huh. Never How played. dare I mean, you? It, I guess luckily, as far as we know, it's only one album. So, I mean, you can just, like, not play it anymore. <clears throat> and, like, if... I don't know. It's, it's fucking weird, man. Like, it's... Well, it just... It paints a really bad picture for everybody. And it's kind of like... I mean, there's a couple ways you could go about it, but it's like... It's already gotten that heat, you know what I mean? I'll ask another stupid question about this. So we talked about this like the last episode. Like we established the fact that like this dude was like brand new to the band, like within the last couple of years, kind of a thing. Why the fuck is this guy writing flaw music? Well, it's it's collaborative, you know. Anytime... Well, if you have like an idea, but I mean... right. I think it's tough because when you're in a band, everybody's trying to contribute something, you know. I figure a band is like twenty years old. There'd be like a couple of like primary writers, like you know, pull the Hetfield and um, uh, Ulrich. Yeah, but then think about. 20 years of writing music and being like, okay, I need some new inspiration. Uh, you guys give me your 10 best almost tracks and we'll work with them, you know? Oh, that's a good point. And then, uh, that's a good point. And then Homeboy here is like, hey, I'm, I'm lazy as hell and I don't do anything on my own, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna rip these off from YouTube because they only have like 1,200 views, you know? And then I'm gonna submit it. This, this is actually <clears throat> relative, I don't wanna say super common, but this, is, this has happened before with bands that we've had on the show. <laughs> so let's, let's say that. Funny thing here, and I'll read verbatim. So one YouTuber, uh, Riff Master T, has publicly acknowledged that the band properly licensed his song, quote, New Metal Instrumental 2, unquote, for use in the flaw track Conquer the Climb. While that knowledge could lend credence to Gibbon's claim that the files on his computer were you know, improperly labeled, it also underscores that clearly some tracks were labeled correctly. Yeah, right. And Gibbons fully knew what he was doing. Exactly. Or that he at least knew some of the material he'd recorded wasn't his own. So you should have, you know, probably checked that before. I think uh, I think this dude caught too much social media heat and uh, <coughs> crapped his pants and tried to back out with as much face as possible, but he was already caught red-handed. Like, there's nothing you can do. Like, I'd like to give him some credit for like actually owning up to it, but at the same time, like this is just silly. But it, that was no, you can't because owning up to it's like okay, hey guys, I screwed up. Yes, I did this. I won't do it again. Uh, I clearly ripped off this guy, this guy, no. this guy, and this guy. Fla like own it. Flaw is like, not an A-lister by any means, but I mean, if if you if you're gonna go like A-list, B-list, they're definitely a B-lister. Probably the B-lister, yeah. I mean, yeah, they they can they tour. They, right. They're they're all over the country. They go Europe and like stuff like that. I mean, come on, bro. I got I got nothing against the band because I truthfully don't believe that the the band. Well, and who knows? You know, there's a slight chance the band members knew what was going on. And didn't say anything. I doubt that, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I will not give him the benefit of the doubt strictly because. He said in his own words that he recreated songs that he's heard over and over and over again for inspiration. There's a difference between inspiration and a ripoff. That's not inspiration. You clearly ripping riffs and recording them as your own song. Oh, I mislabeled it. Every Look, 
So I, I, I don't play every single instrument, okay? But I, I've I've played a little bit of guitar. I've written a handful of songs. I've I've done some things musically. Every single thing that I've written, I can be like, oh yeah, that's this song. Here's the date that I came up with it. Here's why I came up with it. Not inspired by anybody else. Not ripped from somebody else's track. Like if you're if you're an honest and truthful musician, you can backtrack and prove like, hey, like. I came up with this. Now, is there mm -hmm. certain common chords and strings? Absolutely. Is there certain common breakdown thing? Yeah, sure. However, directly ripping that stuff off, an artist would know. You would be able to tell your own work from somebody else's 10 times out of 10. Because when you're playing from memory or you're playing from emotion are two totally different parts of the brain. So yep. I think he's full of crap. I think he's trying to dress it up to save face and he's making himself mm -hmm. look worse. So the next time we write a song, Anthony, if it sounds exactly like Slipknot's Wait and Bleed, because I've heard that song like a thousand times in my lifetime. I just want you to stop. Psychosocial. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so there's like, I've been to, like I showed you guys that that last show we all went to uh -huh. together. Every like there was like three bands that all played mm -hmm. songs, and uh, every single one of them would sounded like you could you could have the exact same lyrics to Psychosocial mm -hmm. and play it over it <laughs> without That's even true. knowing it's, the song. Not wrong. Like, you know. And that's the thing, like, there's a difference. There's a difference between... <laughs> nice show. <laughs> there's, a, there's a difference between uh, having, you know, the same, like, a, a, the same timing as a song where something fits lyrically, like, from another song, and totally ripping off somebody's actual guitar part. Well, this like, one, um, I mean, it took... Like, when he re-recorded these quote-unquote songs or whatever... He re-recorded them completely, right? With the drums and like the sound effects and the bass, like it's you know what I mean. It's not <laughs> he just, literally copy it's not paste. Just it. the riff, <laughs> right. it's the whole song. Right. Well, he went like, through. He at least went through some effort. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Dude, you should do the drum part just like this. Well, actually, so here's the other thing that is, no, no, that's not how I heard it before. I mean, that's not how I envisioned it. Just kidding. And this, and this actually asks the question: Like, why go th uh, through such great lengths if the you know intent was to not use material? Correct. Here's the deal, and here's my recommendation: If you are an independent artist or any kind of artist in the music field, no matter what genre you're in, doesn't matter if you make new songs. First of all, straight up, don't share them. Oh God, don't send them. Don't heavy. send them to other. Look, don't send your tracks and your music to other people, okay? Straight up, just don't. If you want to show somebody what you're working on, then sit them down in front of you and show them the track that you're working on, but don't give them anything that they can take with them to recreate your track. Second of all, anything you're going to create, copyright it. You can do a poor man's copyright. Oh, God. You could make... You could make... Uh, it actually smells good. I might want to try one <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Anthony just spilled an IPA on me. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Do a poor man's copyright if you have to. That's where you record everything you have to on a disc, and then you mail it to yourself. And you have the, the mail stamp. You never open that package for a day like this. Or you can go the legit route and actually have that song copyrighted to you. This is where these protections come in for independent artists like this. So that way, when you do have to go through the horrible, awful situation known as a lawsuit, you have everything you need to back yourself up and prove, hey, this is my track. I did this. Agreed. Nobody else did this. You need to cover your own butt and do your due diligence in that respect. If you have any type of emotional 
connection or any kind of connection to your own music and you don't want things like this to happen, go through the process and do that. Protect yourself. Cover yourself. Because as we've Use seen, protection. Got it. humans are garbage. And there's a lot of people that will take advantage of you for their own benefit. And clearly, this guy got caught red-handed. But how many bands and how many artists do we know of that, well, that we don't know of that could be doing the exact right. same thing and people getting ripped off? Mm-hmm. True. Before you release some stuff on the internet... Make sure you get copyright. That's it. That's it. Plain and simple. Uh, and I'm not trying to be a, a jerk, but if you upload your stuff without doing your due diligence, then so be it on your head. Because <laughs> you could have avoided it. That sounds like the uh, you deserve to be fucked comment. Yes. Uh, I, not necessarily to, not that you deserve to be effed, but that you put yourself out there and did not protect yourself. The world is not a nice place. Plain and simple, it's not. Humans suck. I've been <laughs> to Fitchburg, I know. Yeah, exactly. There's people everywhere that will do anything they can to make a buck off of anything, including your hard work. That's so true. if you're not going to protect it, and you're not going to keep it safe and do your due diligence to, to keep it covered, then expect to have to fight in court and have court fees and settlements and garbage and waste who knows how much of your own time for simply not taking the time to protect yourself. Those who fail to plan, plan to fail. That's it. Well said, sir. You could be a lawyer. Done proud I, of you, You didn't kid. look like a rabbit. Yeah. Done proud of you, kid. <laughs> Marcus, what do you got for us? So every, every so often, I like to, uh, I like to mix my, uh, my, my pleasures in life oh, all, no. all in one. Okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> And what I, what I mean by that is, you know, like my my sport my sporting life does not necessarily generally translate over to the uh, to, to the heavy metal world. I see you stealing that beer. Go ahead. Just don't well, know. Just don't. One, one of them was dumped in my lap. I wish so. we had more crusty towels down here. I, I oh would God, say, no! That's one you, thing we don't need more of down you here. You guys could actually like clean this puddle up, but well, I guess we'll just take care of it later. Ooh, that's cool. Maybe we could make a cover band called Puddle of Beer. Puddle of beer. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, the, <laughs> it, it just so happened, like, um, I don't know if I, I actually found these stories because, like, the uh, the magic of uh, Facebook and Google and, like, all of the uh, the search parties and, like, whatnot, um, you know, they know, like, what you look at on the internet. Like, what? Oh, <laughs> oh no. That works. Is that one crusty, too? All of them are. Uh, oh, I, oh, I'm not touching that. I'm God. not touching the crusty towel. They've just been down here for a while. I don't but, care. But you make it sound like I never clean my room. It's not that you don't clean your room. It's that... It has crusty towels. It has some kind of human adhesive on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so in the past... I'll try. I'll try to keep on track over here. In the past, we've actually talked about... I believe we did a whole whole podcast episode, The Super Bowl Halftime Show Sucks. And we discussed The Super Bowl Halftime Show. So I actually blogged this. I wrote this yesterday. So if you actually check out the HMOA uh, six-pack blog like on our webpage, you'll actually see like my thoughts. Because uh, D. Snyder, um, approximately a month ago, actually like tweeted out like his uh, dissatisfaction in the uh, NFL, recognizing the fact that heavy metal has never been represented at the, at the Super Bowl halftime show because they just um, announced that J-Lo and Shakira are going to be doing the halftime show this year. So is David going to sing the uh, national anthem? So everybody now in the metal world is like chiming in, and like I know what the comments like. I've seen you know the world metal scene, which we we com- we we follow 
very closely. I think all three of us. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think we follow very like I I like that group, uh, Metal Revolution, and like whatnot. You know. I, I would say 70% of the fans are actually like heavy metal music and our musicians like maybe don't give it give two Fs about the NFL, but I'm a big NFL fan. That's why I, I like to talk about I'm it. I'm a big NFL but, fan. Um, and if you read the blog, I mean, read the blog, obviously. <laughs> like this is like, kind of like a shameless like inner plug like kind of a deal. But what I'm pretty much going to say is like I'm really like over this narrative. I really am. Because like the whole metal thing, like being involved in like the Super Bowl – when we started this podcast, we knew that we started this podcast like with a quote-unquote niche genre. So if you had a big old pie chart of the people in the world that are going to listen to heavy metal or hard rock music versus pop, rap, uh, blues, classic, and the, like the whole nine yards, we probably have a really small sliver of it. Now, True. what's actually interesting is D. Snyder's tweet <clears throat> was talking about, it's like, you know, you guys have like no problem playing like our music at like your stadiums. Yep. At the stadium, true, you true. can you'll hear you'll hear uh, Guns N' Roses. You'll hear oh, yeah, you ACDC. Hear you'll hear Metallica. You'll yeah. hear Iron Maiden. I've heard Fire Death Punch. You'll hear yeah. Ozzy. Like you'll you'll hear the metal, but they don't wanna put what's it that, mainstream. What's that one on? Every time there's a third down, that that bell tolls. What song is that? ACDC. Yeah. No, but yeah. Is it? Is it? Every time, a, every time, like a third and long happens, like a third and ten, it's like doom, like from uh, what's it? oh, it sounds like see the hell's now. bells. It's probably or is hell's is bells. Like whom the bell tolls? It, it probably the is hell's bells. If we have a third down, I'm too busy cursing. I can't, I can't hear oh, what's yeah. like going on. Yeah, but that's but, that's us being spoiled from where we're from. Yeah, yeah, but so. Now there's like new articles out because now everybody's like chiming in. So a month ago, D. Snyder thing. So it's it's obviously picked up some steam. It's picked up some steam recently because David Draymond has actually made a comment, and apparently you can go and vote on this. David Draymond wants to do the national anthem for the Super Bowl. So since David kind of threw his hat in the mix here into the ring. Corey Taylor now is chiming up of and kind of like barking at yeah, the NFL. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Your inclusion of metal has been pathetic. Yep. Et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Now, read the blog. You can hear my thoughts. But let me just let me just quote myself in some of my own original like artwork. I'm uh, My artwork. Art. Period. This is a topic that I'm really over with. I personally could really care less who plays the halftime show. I understand what they want to do with the halftime show. They want, they need to attract, it is an average of 98.2 million people watch the Super Bowl. 98.2 million watch yep. the Super Bowl. So they need to actually go to a broader audience and whatnot. And they, like, that's how the acts are like chosen. It's a money grab. It's huge. I don't know if they still do this. They used to actually charge the artists yep. to play the Super Bowl because yep. they, there was like there was actually a statistical fact that their album sales like went up like a huge percentage like the mm-hmm. year after they played the Super Bowl. So the NFL is like, oh, well if they're making money, we should be able to make money off of that. Right. I don't know if they still do that. That's like going back to like when Katy Perry was like the, the Super Bowl yeah. halftime show. Mm-hmm. Kind uh, of a thing, what was which... it Left Shark and Right Shark when yeah. she did that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a that fucking was like... acid trip and a half, dude. Yeah. I'm like, Left I, Shark was doing his own thing. Like, <laughs> I thought I thought I was drunk that day. I started seeing that shit. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Like, I'm not drunk. Gnarly. I'm only eating nachos. <laughs> I haven't even drank anything yet. <laughs> drunk nachos. <laughs> beer battered nachos. So yeah, beer battered. I understand what they're trying to do. They need they need the they need to like appeal to like a wider audience kind of a thing. But 
With that being said, David Draymond doing the um, national anthem. That is a cool concept. That'd be cool. Right. Because what you're actually kind of doing is you're kind of introducing a metal rock figure in a way that people wouldn't imagine. And I'd go back to this story. It's a, another another personal experience of mine. My, my mother, her experience with heavy metal, she calls it the ooh, ooh music. Uh-huh. Yep. The ooh music. Mm-hmm. She... And what's actually funny is she she moved my car this one time. Now my car, <laughs> my my very first car that I bought for myself after I graduated high school was a 2002 Honda Civic. And the first thing I did was I put a $1800 sound system in it. Had a boy. Because I <clears throat> I actually I love bass. I love the sound of the double bass on like a system. I actually think systems in cars were made for metal music. But that's my personal opinion. So, what's actually comical is my mom had to move the car in the driveway one time. So she takes my keys she goes out there i had system uh lincoln parks one step closer Ooh, classic and it was right at the part with the breakdown where yes. he starts screaming shut, shut up. up shut up shut up. like like that so my mom turns the ignition <laughs> and all you can hear is <laughs> and so my mom actually calls heavy metal the shut up music Mm. And I was like, Mom, if you actually would have listened to that CD, it's not as heavy as like you <laughs> actually like, like you're accusing it of being. Uh-huh. Like there's yeah. actually like clean words to it. Right. But my mom, that's that's my mom's vision of hard rock heavy metal. She calls my music the ooh ooh music. It's exactly what she calls it. So having Dave Draymond sing the Nas- national anthem, I actually think would be a neat little freaking bridge. Because the bridging is already happening all over the place. You got these broads on the view and shit, like wearing Metallica shirts when they can't like. They don't even know they, a single song. They can't like name like it's three a nice songs shirt. off the album. It's a good it's looking a pretty shirt. shirt. Man. The colors. You got, you got Post Malone singing about how he wants to be a rock star. Maybe mm-hmm. this is the bridge uh. that we actually need. So with that being said, apparently there's like a voting site for it. Everybody should go vote and get David Draymond on the mm-hmm. national anthem. He's said he's been practicing it. His whole life. I think uh, I kind of think there needs to be like an auxiliary voting site anyway, because uh, the other the other thing people are voting for right now is for uh, Joe Rogan to moderate right, the presidential candidate election stuff. All the all the presidential mm-hmm. candidates. So that'd be fun too, though. I'm all for anything that's the power of the people. If the people can vote and say, "Hey, we want this guy to sing national anthem," go for it. I think the NFL absolutely is for a money grab, and uh, they're trying really hard to just. Make as much money as possible. If you think about it, like the Super Bowl ads, like think about the Super Bowl ads ten years ago. They used to be like epic. Mm-hmm. Like it used to be like, oh, we, we don't want to leave to go pee at any time because we don't want to miss anything because all of these ads are awesome. Now it's been really horrible being a Patriot fan because we want to watch the game and the commercials, but we have to take a leak at one point. Like it's really traumatizing. <laughs> well, that's where we incorporate the bottle technique. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's hard when there's children around, though. That's why there's straws. So There's no children around in my family. <laughs> we just let it fly. Oh, good Lord. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I think that uh, I think everything's kind of gone downhill. I think that they don't really care about content at this point anymore. All they care about is the, the money signs. And just they, just they raise their prices every year, just like any kind of other monopoly or inflation or anything. They just, they're trying to do whatever they need to to make money. So my final thought, my final thought on this particular topic would be, 
because it's been done since I'm gonna get the year wrong. It's been it's been recorded since 04 or 05 when I believe it was Christina Aguilera messed up the lyrics of the national mm. anthem live. That was brutal. I believe it, it was yeah. Christina Aguilera. Yeah, it right? was. Yeah. Okay. So she she messed up like a couple of words in like one of the verses. Like she like, like repeated them over and over yeah, again. She, she did like the same verse twice. Yeah. Or, like whatever the case may be. Ever since that day, the national anthem has actually been recorded. Yeah, it has not uh, been yeah. it has not been performed live. <laughs> if they have a thanks, Christina. If they have a full group that actually does it, what the actual requirements are, they will go to like one of their performances and they will record the national anthem of them playing it in front of another crowd. So they'll take live sound. It will be live oh. sound, but they have to perform it at like one of their other performances. So if you ever see like a country artist like randomly do the national anthem like one of these years, oh, they do it all the time, and they end up. Uh, Showing up on the on the Super Bowl, like doing the national anthem. It's, that's because they had to record it for said Super Bowl, and that's the exact recording that they're going to use right. if it's correct. Correct. Yeah. So uh, country artists especially do it all the time because it's. Well, I change the channel every day. Sorry. Uh, uh, cross my heart. I'm, I'm as patriotic as is that not as the, the anthem? Next guy, but uh, <laughs> there's a uh, every day at noon. What is it? Is it WKLB? What is the the Boston Country Station? The, Mass- the Boston, Massachusetts I country station. Avoid countries, okay, so. every day at noon they play the national anthem, and it's from different artists. So other artists see is is like, oh, like if I record the national anthem, maybe they'll play it and I'll get exposure at twelve o'clock every day on, you know. Strange so they they I'm just I'm not a huge fan of it. I look like respect for what they're trying to do, and I get it, but uh, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to listen to that every day on my commute. If I'm in traffic <laughs> listening to the national anthem, God I'm, help us all. <laughs> I'm hitting the next button. I don't care. Yeah, I can't even stand up right now. Like this is pathetic. <laughs> it's rude. I just <laughs> Do you stand for the national anthem if you listen to it at home? No, I don't. <clears throat> and I didn't even do it when I was a soldier and I had a, a sergeant actually yell at me for it. And I was like Oh, we just lost two listeners. I was like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I, like, <laughs> I'm not like, dude. Like, you're acting all like everybody acts like. Oh, you stand for the national anthem. It's like, look, man. Uh, we all signed up to protect the Constitution, and one of the amendments to the Constitution would be the first. And you can say and do whatever you want when you're in privacy of your own home. Now, listen. If I was in uniform at a football game, or if I'm at a football game, or if I'm at an event, and they start doing it, yeah, I'm gonna stand up. I don't care what it is. But if I'm in the comfort of my own home, I'm going to do whatever I want. And there's nobody and nothing that can take that away from me. Cool beans, bro. Uh, unless they're, like, like <laughs> looking <laughs> in your windows, but then it's illegal. So. Cool but story. even then. Cool story, bro. Peeping Toms. But I'm telling you, man, when you're in the military, there's there's a it's a totally different lifestyle. People, right. people will jack you up. So if anybody out there is actually interested in the uh, Super Bowl story, there's, like, all <laughs> kinds of viral stuff. Like I said, D. Snyder with the tweets. Uh, I'll link up the stories that I'm referring to and go to our website and read my blog because you can hear my, my thorough thoughts. Thorough thoughts. I should say, I should say our Mark blog. It's, it's not just my blog. It's our blog. It's <laughs> everyone's blog. <laughs> I'm just the only one that has blogged so far, so that's why I said my blog posts, I think, was, was the actual. Huh. That's new and upcoming. These guys will mm. catch up if they're actually in the writing. Yeah, I sided with the videos. I'll only catch up if I can mustard. Better relish that. (laughs) Dude, we're huge, man. That video had like eight views on it. That's more than my actual YouTube channel has. Score! That's fucking great. 
I looked at it seven times, so it's fine. <laughs> Anthony's CD collection. <laughs> I don't feel like that counts. I feel like they. I, I figured they figured that out. I don't know. But in, in did you case. say figured or fingered? Speaking of figuring things out, <laughs> dun dun dun. Apparently, all of you are wicked smart. <laughs> Evidently, people already know this, but I actually learned this today. I had no idea. This is new information. For so me. we got the pleasure, and will again have the pleasure of seeing the Static X. What is? It? Would you consider it a tribute? Would you consider it a? Um, it is a 20th anniversary tour with a um. Hmm. I wouldn't say tribute. Tribute is yeah. Tribute's like totally different. Like it's not a tribute band that's playing. It's the original right. band. I uh, like a, a memoriam. Memoriam sounds okay. I think we can do uh, that. I feel like there's a term that we're overlooking, and I can't think of what it is. Well, so I, should, I should probably just yeah. shut up. It's but. it's somewhere in that ballpark. Anyway, like this it'll be the, interesting like moving forward. Like we can cover this on like a different date. This isn't the time. first band that this has ever happened to. You think about Drowning Pool, Stone Temple right. Pilots. And it, it, there's there's tons of bands that this has happened to. Right. Alice in Chains is still well, touring. How? Like, <laughs> like Johnny Pool is actually a good example. Right. And not not to digress like super quick. I'll make this like real quick. But like Johnny Pool, I saw Johnny Pool like after um and his name is gonna escape me. I'm not even gonna try. After they lost their lead singer, I saw them with the original lead singer, and like literally, it had to be four months later. I saw him with the new lead singer, and everything that dude do did was in tribute to the original. He's like, he would love it if all of y'all like sing the song like with us. Like, we're gonna sing Tearaway right now. Yep. Like, if you guys all sing as loud as possible, make him listen to this in heaven. Like, kind of a thing. Like, everything he does is like intri- Like, he kind of knows his place. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of a thing. Which right. shows- he knows he's filling shoes. Right. Right. And the way that Static X is doing it right now with uh, Zero. Yep. Quote unquote. That we're gonna mm-hmm. talk. That we're gonna talk about. Like, codename Zero. It's exactly that. It's not about him in right. any way, shape, or form. Just stepping He's in. He's got the pseudo <laughs> creepy as fuck. Looks exactly like Wayne Static situation. Mm-hmm. He does the, the hair up. And... He's got like the skeleton phantom mask kind of a thing going on. And the tracksuit. And the tracksuit. Like he is paying tribute to Wayne Static. He's not trying to fill it in. He's not trying to make it his own. He is actually literally trying to be that guy and make it look like that dude. So with that being said, that's why I, that's why I kind of like lean towards like mem- memorial. That's fair. And it was awesome, man. We saw him at the fucking Palladium, dude. Like loud as shit. We we talked about this in previous like podcast episodes, and I was like, I was going back because I I was there 20 years ago, mm-hmm. like when Wisconsin Death, Death Strip came out. Like I'm just like <laughs> with dope, my like, new man. Like with dope, yeah. Like like Static X, dope, Fear Factory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like those, like all three were like there, and like I'm. I was blown away by it, and it was, like, going back, like, in fucking time, dude. Like, that guy had the mannerisms, and, yeah, that's my, that's, that's my spiel. I'll let Anthony do his article, because he's probably going to uh, so, touch on a lot of these uh, other... If you're one of the fans that have long suspected this, the identity of said Wayne Static... Zero. Zero has been officially... Officially... Uh, diagnosed. <laughs> diagnosed? <laughs> Identified? Yeah, whatever. Tomato, diagnosed. tomato. <laughs> tomato He's tomato. a disease. We found it. We're so going to remove him if now. If you were the ones that suspected that the dope front man was behind the mask, you would be correct. 
Okay, so for all the hundreds of thousands of people that have been commenting on like all these posts saying that like, oh, you knew that from day one. Obviously, it's this guy. I was fucking there live. I saw Dope perform before Static X, and you can't. I would not be able to tell you that that bro was the same dude that went backstage and like got all fucking decked out and like came back out as the uh, ghost of Wayne Static. I can't believe. I honestly can't believe that. I didn't know. He, I mean, he kind of has the same kind of ish, ish. I guess. Like he doesn't. It's have hard a, because he's holding a guitar. He's not. You know what I mean? It's a whole different. I'm even thinking vocally. Yeah. But, like he, he's very dope. Is actually very unique vocally, as well as Static X. Like I mean, I don't think there's anything out there right now that like sounds like Static X. Agreed. So the fact that like he like stepped in, he is spot on live. Yeah. Like maybe they kind of worked off each other because I mean they've been touring together for like long. Like I mean, Static X has been around for twenty years. Dope has also been around for twenty years. Static X just took off and dope ish. You know they you know they get their single on like Fast and Furious and like that was like their heyday like kind of a deal. And you spin me right round, right round. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the cover. I mean, but. Mm. So maybe they were kind of like feeding off each other's energy kind of a thing. Like he's kind of got that raspy kind of weirdness to it, but I never, I pers- I personally never. So like all of you that have been commented that this has been like a four down conclusion the whole time, congratulations, because like I'm just fucking stupid. But. So Edsel, Edsel Dope is the man behind the mask. And it was found by a photographer that managed to catch the scarf that is uh, or ascot, whatever you want to call it, that goes around his neck actually slid down for a moment. And, and it caught the neck tattoo. Yep. Of the weird bird thing. And it's the exact same one. Ah. Yeah, they actually like they've been trying to cover it either with like a prop and the combination of like makeup, like a little black smearness mm-hmm. smearness action. But I'll show my co host here. You can actually see you the can, you Yeah, can see the, yeah, that's him. It's him, guys, it's him. Stupid or they photographers. Just like, or they just want to like, to like the same artist and like, you know, like whatever. I, I, it's actually, it's pretty awesome. Like what, if, said, what if it's they, a henna tattoo and it's they've not been, him? Yeah, they've, <laughs> I mean, Ironic. Th- these two groups have been <clears throat> together forever. Yeah. They really have. And I know, uh, didn't he say I've actually, I actually know for a fact that they've toured together forever, too. Well, didn't they say that uh, um one of Dope's albums was like the 20th or something anniversary as well at the same time. The yeah. do- the original Dope album, Revolution Revolution, um, that's going to scare me too. I'm so bad with names. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but their their debut album came out the same year that was Constant Death Trip did. Yeah. Like they were like one in the same kind of thing. It's just Static X just went big and Dope right. had moderate success. Like like Felons and Revolutionaries. Felons, thank you. And that was like the thing. Like it was like the same year that those two came out. Like I own, I own both of them. Like mm-hmm. I bought them like the same year. Like that's what you had to do back in the day. You had to buy CDs. Like so you you remember all this shit. It all came out like the same year. It was like around the same time that Obsolete, by the way, came out. Like Fear Factory. Really? <laughs> they were all. They're Fortunately, all. Fortunately, we won't hear anything from them anytime soon. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a future episode. Yeah. Later, we digress. I'm actually, I am so super impressed. Like, because like I said, I'm not, I guess I'm a dummy. I did not see. I couldn't blah, have caught blah, blah. the similarities. Like, Honestly, even if probably if I, if I knew, I probably couldn't have. Maybe it fucks with you because like he plays with dope like prior to. Yeah. And like you get your mindset. It's like, okay, now we're going to see static X. 
Plus, you get Devil Driver in between, too, so it kind of throws a Ooh. wrench in it. Devil Driver has some news. Again, also. another topic for like future, because um, Static X is going to release another album. They actually uncovered a couple of tracks with um, Wayne Static that weren't released. They, um, I was reading the story. They actually thought the, uh, the original tracks were damaged, but they were able to recover them. They, they listened to them. They're fine. They're good to go. Vocally, they had to kind of clean up some of the instrumental, like in some of it. Um, but there's also supposed to be like some other like new originals like being added to like. Well, there was that like one set. that we kind of remember. I found it. Yep. On Spotify, and I was like, "This is supposed to be new." So I don't know. So we'll see what what they do like moving forward. Mm. That's a pretty killer movie because I mean, all honesty, yeah, it's one less person you have to bring with you. Where the hell is Dope going? Right. If he fills in. I mean, maybe as much as I appreciated it, I actually thought like the Wayne static, like the whole Phantom mask and like whatnot, like there was a little bit of creepiness to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I agree. A little it, eerie. It was so, it, you know what? Almost authentic. It is, but he did it so well. He did. Because c- he never made it about himself. Right. He was never the front person. That's that's when the, they did the video eulogies and like all that other yep. stuff, like on the background. He was never the front man, and I think that was what was key. He was in there just to fill in. Like he would let the band play as much as humanly possible before he got involved, and like he would fill in. It was so cool. It's so awesome. I can only imagine what he's feeling like right now, being in his shoes. If I like anybody that I know for twenty years or plus. You yeah. know, like when they when they're gone, it's like, dude, that that cuts you deep. Yeah, it does. And the fact that they're able to do this and it actually kind of makes me excited for the project because like this is probably why they did do it. Mm-hmm. Because I know this guy, we all know this guy. Yeah. Right. Like, like, let's do this. Like, I know they had the the um, permission from the sister and like the family yep. and like yep. that, that. Like that was like she was at one like, of the shows prior to the one right. that we saw. That's the best thing is that when you get everybody on board. For mm-hmm. it and they did it so well. They, they really, agree. they really did. The, I was skeptical. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about it like early the, on. The, the like fact when, that it's like weirdly when it was it, puppeted when it, up there, kind of. When thing it was and, announced and they actually showed the mask and the hair, it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing, man? Mm-hmm. Dude, just throw an average show up there and just be like, yo, thank you, Wayne. But like when I saw it live. It was like goosebumpy. It was it was it was so good, mm-hmm. and I, I can't wait to see it again in November. I really yeah. I can't. We have the opportunity to like go see it again. And yep. I'm I'm stoked. I'm excited, and <clears throat> I didn't realize how much of a Wayne Static fan I was until this happened. Yeah, I think it's always cool when uh, when there's that that selflessness in music, whether it be in a group or even in somebody stepping in. I think that. I think the the music community in in general is very uh, very much a family, mm-hmm. and when you're in those genres and you you get to a certain point and something happens where somebody falls off for one reason or another, when people step in, it just makes the absolute difference, and it's uh, I think it brings more people together. You know, um, I mean I. I I didn't even know that he had that kind of vocal range that he could do that stuff. You know. I, I didn't think he could do anything outside of his his norm blood, for dope. Blood, so, blood, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The fact that he's able to step up and do it and be selfless about it right. is just awesome. That's just all around awesome. All kudos. All all gratitude towards that. That's 
Mm -hmm. the, the music scene overall needs more people like that. Agree. Yeah? Awkward silence. Yeah, that's what we do best. Sacred silence. Sorry. But I, I no. Okay, I, so I, I have one more short music news story okay. that we can throw out there. And then we'll, I got we'll, short we'll, stuff, too. You got some more short stuff? Well, it's not for audio pleasure. Oh, whoa. Gotcha. Unless so, you do into that kind of thing. Kind of. And the dolphin noises. Another band that we have a couple of we have a couple of big fans on and like I, I know the uh, the mass public is uh, turning on these guys like something fierce right now. So in uh, Belfast, uh, Volbeat oh, yeah, walks, yeah. walks off stage I heard about this. after oh, one song. Why? However, it says after one song. They did actually get through said song. I heard they did it twice. Like they tried a second time. They tried. So here's the thing. Like it's funny because I read that and I was like, oh. But then I like actually read the entire thing yeah. and I was like, you read the article and you're like, yeah. oh, the head the headline kind of makes them look like dicks. But then you actually read into it and you're like, oh, right. He's like suffering like from from like some massive like illness and like infection kind of thing that is actually like preventing him from performing. So he actually tried to honor his commitment. Now. The article actually also points to the fact that, like, part of the reason why they blame, like, this situation that they had to, like, walk off was because of sound issues. Mm -hmm. But the, there was two bands that played before them. It was Baroness and uh, Danko Jones played before them. If there were sound issues, Baroness and Danko Jones, there's actually even, like, uh, crowd comments. It's like, oh, Danko Jones sounded like asshole, but at least they, like, plowed through it kind of a thing. So... Baroness and Dago Jones, like, you know, they played their sets. Volby comes out. They try to play, like, one song. And apparently there was a monitor issue. There was this. There was this. There was this. And he just couldn't do it. Like, vocally, he was having, like, the issue where it's like, this isn't going to work. Walked off stage. Tried clearing it up. They came back 10 minutes later. They tried again. And that was it. Hmm. Walked off. Somebody had to actually come out and announce that the performance would be canceled. And... That they would make it up oh, as my. soon as humanly possible. So, sucks for a listening audience, obviously, if you're there. Because yeah, by the looks of the lineup, I'm going to say Volbeat was probably the headliner yeah, of that one. Yeah, that's most people probably went there for. <laughs> no offense, obviously, to the other guys, but. But. Sound issues is one thing, but, you know, physical illness. That's something that's hard to find. It's, it's unfortunate because this is this is bad press for a band that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I've seen them live, God, three, four times now. Yeah, they're pretty. They've good. always been very good. Like, like I never uh, had an issue. I with personally them. like Volbeat, and if you don't like Volbeat, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. I mean, that's fine. Whatever. Opinions don't. are like assholes. They are. Everyone's got one. No one wants to look at it. Or hear Everyone's it. got one. Some of them have AIDS. Oh no, not the not the way we were going. Sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. My bad. I must have misheard the the. Terminology. I don't know. So, it was worth reporting. It was, it was worth commenting, and it's unfortunate. I'm actually uh, like on the back of like Volbeat on this one. Like they offered to like make up the show. So, if you were a ticket holder in Belfast, I mean, just keep a lookout, and you'll get a makeup show. Hmm. Now, did they say anything about like they kind of like refund or anything of the sorts, or all I read and. 
to be completely honest, I only read one article on this one. Like, this is the only one that I could find. Like, so, like, my follow-up, like, kind of, like, research kind of fell short. Right. And, like, all mm -hmm. I heard was that they would actually seek a makeup show. So my assumption would be, like, what whatever ticket you purchase, there's not going to be any refunds available, but they will honor that ticket for the next trip around the Belfast. Which... That's, uh, something, at least. Like, that's... It's like being rained out at a baseball game. You go to a baseball game, you get rained out, and they schedule it three months later because that's the only off day that the two teams have. Right. I mean, you, that's kind of your option. You either go three months later or you take it up the ass. Like, there's no refund up there. Yeah, I said it. Don't look at me like that. You're speaking to my soul. Up the ass. Say a few us. Oh, that. Any hooser. With that being said, before another awkward silence Segways happens. Segways are weird. <laughs> Especially when you fall down on them. Especially when you ride them. It's time to grab another beer and then talk about it. This is the Heavy Metal Over 6 Beer Review. So, I was going to get a coffee porter today, but then I found this. I'm not an IPA individual. I'll get IPA. There. I'm get not there. an IPA person. But I used to be a big wrestling fan back in the day. Whoa. And Stone Cold Steve Austin was my main man. Gross. So, <laughs> this is called El Segundo. Brewing Company, and this is Steve Austin's official Broken Skull IPA. IPA. Whatever. IPA. Which, uh, for, a, for a Stone Cold Steve Austin, 6.7% alcohol is pretty low for me. I yeah, was, right. I was, I was surprised. I figured this would be like a fist uh, in here. To be fair, he drank, what was it, Miller Lite? Coors. He drank Coors, really? Yeah. Oh, That's even worse. So... It is a badass 6.7% Indian Pale Ale designed by Steve Austin and ESBC for the working man and woman. It features Citra, Cascade, and Sinhook hops to deliver big flavor with an easy finish. Um, honestly, I don't like IPAs at all. Yeah, me I'm, neither. I'm not a fan. That's what but I was going to say. Even, even Marcus pointed out, he actually asked if this was an IPA. And right. I was like, yeah. Because it doesn't really taste like one. It doesn't. It's very mild. It's very smooth. It's very mild. It's, it's, actually, it's a actually a very really good, good IPA. I, actually, I feel like that's how IPAs should taste. I feel like there's so many people that kind of like, mm. oh, yeah, it's an IPA. That's why it tastes like absolutely raw hops and barley. Like, yeah. oh, ooh. I can't, I can't do that. Like if you ate out a piece of bread. It depends on the IPA. Yeah, so there's different IPA flavors for different people and different IPA connoisseurs. Different However, strokes for different folks. I am not an IPA connoisseur at all. I'm a fan of Sessions. I like mild IPAs, and this is a very drinkable. No, I very I, I, crushable. I, 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 you're a bitch. IPA. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm saying my man pawn goes in the front, and I enjoy man this pond? beer. Yeah, I said man pawn. That's right. Uh, I enjoy this beer. Right. It's uh, it's an IPA that uh, does not kick you in the back of the throat like an IPA. No, it's it's very mild. It's I, a very I, smooth. I enjoyed it. I would give it a five mild. out of six. I would buy it again. I'd put yeah. my dick five in Five or six? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Sweet. Right. All right, well, tis the season. It's Oktoberfest season. Have to talk about the Oktoberfest. So I found this one from uh, Brooklyn Brewery. Where are they located out of? I'm curious. Uh, Canada. 
<laughs> so, I think I discussed on previous episodes. I'm very critical about my uh, Oktoberfest. Like, you need to reach a certain flavor profile to be cool. I think I gave Harpoon 4.5. Some would say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Compared to Harpoon Brewery, eh, I'll give this a four. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So not not up with the Harpoon? It's better than average. <clears throat> okay. So it's, it's better than framing him. Jack Stabby. Jack oh, yeah. Stabby. The Copper Legend. They can go fuck themselves. That's not, not my favorite. <clears throat> the um the Copper Legend, the Watch Use It, the Sam's. Eh. Nope. Not my thing. We all know. Sierra I'm, Nevada's good. I'm Sierra Nevada and Line of Google. Or something that I can't pronounce. The one of the stupid cabin. Last I, episode I, was good. That was a good one. I enjoyed that one. I feel like four <clears throat> is uh Yeah, that's a good score. I like it. Good. That's all you get, Brooklyn. Come at me, bro. David, what do you have? Yankees suck, by the way. Oh, uh, I have been indulging in a Rhode Island. Were you Narragansett Lager beer? Gay. Yeah. Since 1975. Uh, this is the last beer drank by the majority of members on the Perfect Storm boat that disappeared in the 90s. <laughs> okay. Because Narragansett was big back then. Sure. Anyway. Uh, I don't good. mind Narragansett. It's a pretty good lager. Uh, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It's probably like a, a hair and a half above like a Bud Light. I'd, I'd give this. Same realm. I'd give it like a, a, a two and a half bananas. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not anything that I would jump for and <clears throat> try to smash and pound and crush immediately. Uh, but I'm not gonna lie, that might be the lowest score we've ever given a beer. I don't think it is because if you make me drink a Bud Light on this show, I will give you the absolute <laughs> lowest score possible. Well, we generally we generally rate crap. Not beers, because so, like, I don't like American beers, but because Bud Light is the hit and famousness of the trailer park. Nah, man, it's and the I'm headache and the shits I don't enjoy after my Bud Light. Yeah, it's all that, <clears throat> all those cheap ingredients. Come on, Budweiser, you can't lie to us. But there's no corn syrup in it. Mm, yeah, but that doesn't. I love that about Bud Light. <laughs> so because what? The I... fact that like they put out like Miller Light that has <clears throat> corn syrup. The Miller Light's like, hey, thanks guys. But <laughs> here's have, the thing. We have flavor. Here's the thing: is that Bud Light was go, like, oh, hey, if we don't have corn syrup, <laughs> we just have five times more water. Like <laughs> probably, it's just a man. I I'm sorry. I I can't get behind any kind of Budweiser product. If I ever did, I would be super endorsed by said product, and I'd be making money. So the fact that I'm being honest with you folks says a lot about my character. I I could never drink any one of those white trash beers, and I say white trash beers, not in a negative way. But strictly that if you might be living in a trailer, <laughs> you might like 
Oh, that's PBR, PBR. course, bush PBR. blood, and natty ice, natty daddies. Yeah, yeah natty daddies I was gonna say natty day. daddies. If you want to drink Narragansett, I'm not kidding you. What's it the is... other one? Canada, Canada ice. Is that right? No. Uh, uh, oh, what is it? It's got the maple leaf on it. Ice. Uh, Molson. Molson. That's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. 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 yeah so <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Narragansett <laughs> Lager is literally a shade above all of those. I would drink this and crush this before being offered whiskey, any one of those things. Good grief. With that being said, you guys are awesome. Thank you for checking us out. <laughs> We're out of here. Bye. I love you. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Sick Back Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.automatic.net. Email hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.